0: Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball, presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome once again to the Dribble Podcast, where we have plenty to discuss after a headline-making week on and off the court. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West, and joining me every week, Perth Wildcats vice-captain, three-time NBL champ. And a man who made a complete stranger's day this morning by giving them an <laughs> enthusiastic wave, thinking they're a teammate, Mr. Greg, hi. Greg, welcome. Well, I thought it'd actually be boring where nothing really happened <laughs> in the last week's game. But yeah, you're, you're completely
1: right. Uh, Jared Kenny lives just uh, down the road from me in Junalup, and uh, we usually meet up at some point uh, in the morning uh, on the way to wait. It's always nice and early, and we try and make sure I, I call him up to... I don't listen to the radio to, to find out the traffic report, because Jared's usually <laughs> telling me how it is. But... Um, He's got a, a little Hyundai gets. If people don't know, it's a, a nice light aqua blue or whatever you say. And yeah, yeah got to the traffic light. Um, sometimes I give him a buzz in the morning just to see how things are. Talk about training. See what we can uh, help out of the team. And uh, anyway, so I've, I've seen this car. Thought, yep, here's Jared once again. And uh, yeah, gave a. An over embellished wave was was quite chuffed with myself, um, and then was kind of disappointed because <laughs> he gave me nothing back. And then I looked again, and I was like, and he obviously saw me looking a couple of times and gave me just a, a just acknowledge, like, yep, no worries. And then it was that awkward because we were going down the road um, for a while there. Um, he was just tailing me, and then I was like, uh, as we came up to the nearest la- uh, light. He obviously was going the wrong way, so then I thought that's definitely not, that's Jared, not Jared Kenny, <laughs> and uh, and he didn't even look at me. So um, yeah, he was like, "What is going on? Like, what, what just happened here?" Because I, mate, and I'm not saying I just gave like the Queen wave. Like I was, yeah, like I was pumped. Uh, like as I mean, I'm a happy guy. Just saw Jared for the first time in the morning, um, which wasn't Jared. Um, so yeah, if the, if the strangers obviously here, he's definitely a, a listener.
0: Um, yeah, I'm sure he can. Let's let's hope so, and he can sort. <laughs> Of get the full explanation <laughs> exactly. as to why right. you were just so happy to see him this morning. Um, before we get into the weekend wrap, and there's plenty to talk about there, a quick injury update. How yep. is the calf, and are you planning to uh, get back out there? Yeah, this really
1: good. Obviously, if I play over a minute, I'll be happy, uh, that's for sure. But now, nah, look, had a, a had a really solid session uh, yesterday, a um, bit of a burnout. Uh, I travelled with the boys um, this week as well, so had had a couple of good sessions, had a, a pretty. Um, yeah, extra, uh, extensive workout before the game trying to and I, I mean if they, if they said hey can you play I definitely would have put up my hand up especially yep. with was yeah. on the line um, but yeah so had today off um, just obviously workout conditioning session and we'll go tomorrow and then hopefully be be right Friday obviously it's uh, schedule is in our way it's uh, in our favour sorry this week it's uh, only one game
0: mm-hmm. um, and so yeah hopefully hopefully we'll be uh, we'll be good enough for Friday fingers crossed Well, I'm sure Cats fans would be very happy to hear that. We'll touch on that uh, game a bit later on, but going back to the weekend, Mm. a massive headline-making weekend, as I mentioned. Two games against Adelaide, the first of which ended in very spiteful circumstances. It it took a bit of the gloss off a terrific second-half performance, which helped you guys get a 21-point win. And then going back to Adelaide for the Sunday game, going down there... Talk us through the the brawl fallout because it's what everyone wants to know um, from Friday night. The Brendan Tees foul on Lachlan Cummings, one of your development players, and then the Dexter Koenig-Drew reaction. From your point of view on the bench, talk us through how it all went down and the reactions of yourself and the playing group. Yeah, it's obviously... Uh, circumstances
1: weren't good because, you know, as you said, it was it was a really good win. Um, I thought by the boys, a bit of an emphatic win, and for, for I guess for that to happen, um, not only the Brendan T situation, but the follow-up from Dexter and what what happened. Yeah, it's obviously disappointing. You don't want to see it. You obviously love the emotion. Basketball is a physical game, but um, you don't want any spotfulness. And um, look, as I said, men, I mentioned many times before, it's it's a. Uh, a fine line, I mean, in terms of um, what we're playing for, it, it is top two or, or you know, um, spots in the in the top four. And, um, you know, two or four points could come down to it in terms of percentage points. And obviously in, in previous years you've had a margin, but this year it's changed. And so, um, and I said it, I think one of the very first podcasts that we did um, – if you had done the percentage points based on last year's results, I think the playoff standings, uh, a team would, I think Melbourne may have slipped into the playoffs, you know, and New Zealand. And so, and it was only a matter of two or four points. So we had to play that. We had to, he had to play the game out. It's obviously Lockie's first game too. He's, um, mm. he wants to score. I mean, how many opportunities does he have? You don't know. That's his very first game come with exactly. only four games left. He's, he's hyped. And, um, you know, and, and in saying that Adelaide were playing, um, all out as well. I mean, they they weren't trying to. Hold the hold the ball, or just let guys score. They were up in up in your face. They weren't fouling on purpose to, to increase that lead. So everyone was playing to to what you expect. But obviously saw Dexter and um, and Tease, uh get into it the play before. Um, yep. You know, uh, Brendan um, sort of boxed out in, in, a, in a in a fashion that should have to me deemed you know a foul. But as you do, you know that at that time refs are going to put the whistle away. And um, you know, you could see Dexter was already fired up, it, it all, and and throughout the whole game, it was a physical encounter. I mean, there were there spot
0: fires. There's yeah. a,
1: a huge rivalry there. There's a lot of story history between the two clubs, and um, whilst there's a lot of respect, there's uh, you know, there's been plenty of storylines over a few years, and so yeah, it was brewing, and I could see that. And so the next, as that play happened, I on the bench. The ball had come down and I sort of was yelling to Nelly and and the other, I was like, because I'd seen uh, Dex and T's going at each other Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of was like, well, I mean, but what can I do from the bench? I can only yell. Um, And so as the play had gone back, um, I thought, well, maybe that's the best thing that could be done. You know, the play five on five would happen and obviously Lockie drove to the key and um, to me that play wasn't... um, it was deemed unsportsmanlike, and I, and you can only agree. Yes, it was a physical play. Was it dirty? No, I don't think so. But it's a he. He wanted to make a point, and that, and they've clearly said that. I mean, what I read from Joey, he you know as a captain, he wanted to to. To place
0: an emphasis on that foul, yeah. Um, Damien Martin called it a non-basketball yeah, player. I, I mean, think that's a pretty good description.
1: If and and to 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 me, and this is before I had done the same uh, act, I, I would would have been embarrassed in a way. And how I know this is, I mean, obviously we're basketball players, but Brendan apologised um, to Dexter after the game um, in the change rooms for of what hadn't occurred. So okay. I do respect that manner because I know he's he isn't uh, he isn't a player that is you know dirty or malicious or in, in any way. And obviously, once everything had sort of settled down, and he, not even the next day he had made sure that he went in and, and apologised. Um, and I think I think from my understanding, he also apologised to Lockie. So. So so he came yeah, in so actually these into guys the here. into yeah. the rooms. I think he apologised to Lockie on court from my understanding. Okay. I had asked Lockie that and but I know he went into the locker room to see Dex. So okay. that to me is a guy that knows he's done something wrong. You're not apologizing for no reason. Yep. Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong, Joey, I'm sure there was a timeout to three to three or four minutes when things started getting a bit physical. He's that sort of coach that wants to get guys going. And so he's obviously making a point hey, stick up for yourself and don't allow this to happen. And so he did that. I don't think it was obviously ideal. Um, in terms of Dex's reaction, um, you know, from a brotherhood standpoint and our values that you uphold, you can only commend for what he did. Now, um, it can be argued, yeah, maybe it was excessive force and, and the way he did it. But um, I can also say that if I was in that exact same position, I don't know how I would react. May You know, um, I would have been pretty, you know. Uh, I would have blown my top. I mean, you just seen a young guy score his first buckets the the whole game. They've just him and T's just got an encounter. He's going to be pretty rolled up, and so um, yeah, maybe he could have handled it better. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure he could agree that he could have uh, handled it better. But for him to stick up for his teammate, that's what you want. Um, it's unfortunate that yes, it led to a brawl, um, as they say, or melee. But then I look at it and go, I mean. Um, it, it, it's tough, I mean um, everyone's sticking up for their teammates and, and now you've got guys copping a fine and left, right and centre so yeah, obviously not um, a thing you want to see at the end of the game Point nine seconds left, um, obviously led to, which I think another physical encounter on Sunday mm. and,
0: and a lot of nice storylines but um, yeah, it's very interesting Just on tease coming into the locker room, because I don't think that's something that's that's come to light so far, what what was Dex's reaction first of all, and did he sort of apologise as well? And also, what did you guys think when you saw? Because emotions are still yeah. a little bit high after the yeah, game. What did you guys sure. think I didn't when know you this. saw Tees come around?
1: I mean, I was, mate, I was um, agitated, and more so because there was obviously a number of things. Obviously, saw the Tees incident, and you look at it, and um, but you know, as a as a player, like I know who Brendan Tees is. I mean, I don't know him personally, but you know. Um, I respect him in the way he handled it. you know, he's the captain of the club and, yep. and the manner he's gone about it. So yeah, I sort of was like that's something that's not common to him, you know, and I'm not trying to say there's painted brushes, but um, you know, I'm sure there's guys across the league that if that happened, I, I guarantee there'll be some guys saying if I had done that, oh Greg High is a dirty player or Jesse Wag stuff or yep. whatever. He, he, that's as a perfect but so I obviously that was a regretful decision by him. It's a sort of a, an interesting conversation that we had because I got told, and obviously Shannon Shorter coming through our the, the um, huddle. When our huddle and hour, it yeah. reminded me of when Josh Childress did his incident um, three years ago with Sydney. Um, not comparing the two, but I mean, Josh did the same, like walk, walk through a huddle. And I just don't understand. I'm like, you know, they're walking through our huddle. He could have walked the back way just mm-hmm. like Tease did or whatever. Yeah. It's only going to get. Um, fire up the um, the fans, fire up the team, and um, and you know, he had
0: words as well. Yeah, as exactly. Through. He was you know I mean? talking to
1: Angus Brandt Yeah, and I, and went off and, and sort of said, "Oh, be ready for Sunday," and going on, and you know, I, I mean, I just sort of said, "Like, be smart, mate." Like there's just been a, a pretty big fracas now obviously he wanted to roll up the fans and do whatever but yeah. I think at that time you've just got to be a little bit smarter and, and, and just to, to, to go on with your own merry ways but yeah I got um, didn't really I think it was an assistant coach that mentioned that Tees had spoken to Dex had gone and sought um, I guess that and yeah um, and I actually was like, okay, that's respectful um, in a way because um, it could be easy to just go, nah, I'm, you know, I didn't didn't do anything wrong, or this is what I was supposed to do. But for him to to do that straight away. When it's still very raw, because um, we've all made mistakes, but it's only maybe sometimes the next day you send a text message or you give a call and you say, mate, I apologise, and it's only because maybe what the result of it, you copping a lot of flack and you think it's you have to, it's something you have to do. But I guess in that time, I, I do. It's an interesting debate though because we mm. sort of had I I spoken with other players and they sort of said, I don't care, like it wasn't a. Um, it wasn't a, a good thing to see um I don't really care if you apologize I mean I don't want to see a young kid the development player getting flooded and like that um maybe just yeah don't even apologize but for me personally I do think it's um yeah I mean in if there's a positive I do think yeah, good on him for for
0: taking the high road and and to do that um and to go from there were there any other, outside of that, the next day and obviously game day in Adelaide, were there any other interactions that you guys had with either Adelaide players, coaching staff or fans when you sort of went into Adelaide? What kind of reception nah. did you get over there?
1: Nah, not at all. Um, to be honest, we, we discussed it um, in the in the lounge before we left um, and sort of, more so we sort of spoke about, I mean, obviously being the, in the road, you, it's going to be a hostile environment mm. so you've got to come together together you know as you always try and say you do but uh, this would be of uh, utmost important. and i think it's actually was an issue on sunday because um yeah i think we sort of got caught up in the emotion and a little bit and didn't throw that first punch but um same punches when it's a brawl but and <laughs> metaphorical that, yeah punch, like yeah. they um the way you know it's it's easy you know, when you've got crowd going absolutely bonkers and, you know, you might get a bad call, that's when you really need to come together and and all that sort of stuff. So we sort of spoke about it and we also spoke about, you know, don't, um, even if there is an incident, uh, there was incidents throughout the whole game. I think Mitch Creek uh, had unsportsmanlike on DC, and then I think he obviously took exception to that, and mm-hmm. that got reversed. Um, I think we had an unsportsmanlike, and then it ended up just being a side ball. Uh, Lucas Walker with Nelson Larkins just throwing him to the ground. Angus getting a technical foul by um, after pushing Mitch Creek, which, you know, I actually think is an absolute ludicrous call. But in saying that, we wanted to say... Um, those moments, you need to come together because all those other things, uh, if we disagree, uh, I mean, obviously, I just clearly sort of disagree with Gus's call, but... Set aside, There's, there's th- those are things that you can control. And yep. so if you're in a tight huddle and irrespective of what happens, if Mitch Creek wants to get in there, well then he's obviously something's going to happen and hopefully he gets tinkle foul. You obviously can't put your hands on another guy. Hopefully now that becomes a precedent across the league. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's gone. In terms of the interaction with the fans, um, I mean there was a lot of booing for Dex. Um, obviously it was... Sort of interesting. Being a player, you get to start hearing a little bit more stuff than than uh, being a spectator on the bench. Yep. You start hearing a little bit more. Um, <laughs> during a warm-up line, I'll say there was a very interesting uh, comment by a fan. A fan came – I just saw this fan walking, beelining it um, – all the way down, and he was holding a young child. Um, oh God. would be about eight or nine months, okay. Um, and as he got to, I guess, the the, bot, the section that was caught off, he could no longer uh, go there, just behind your bench, yeah, yeah been, or yeah. just yep. a little bit above. He yeah. just and the whole time was yelling, Dexter, Dexter. And I was like, Oh, this will be interesting what gets said here. Obviously, Dexter didn't even pay any attention, yep. and uh, he just said, I want you. Dead, and and I was like, okay, this is um. That's a, a throwaway comment. Um, I'm not sure if you do. Um, I I, yeah. I love
0: your passion. But Is that a reference <laughs> to the TV show? The, the serial killer I don't Dexter? know,
1: mate. But, uh, but, yeah, and then obviously you heard things um, throughout the whole game. Mm. Um, and, look, Dexter, uh, you know, he came on the court, third quarter, hit a three, um, didn't care. Uh, he was talking back, and and, uh, and I thought he actually was a bit of a spark plug. But, um, yep. yeah, I mean – they, Adelaide loved that. I mean, that environment. I think they played it, played it um, to their to their advantage. I think what we did was a poor job. Was they played physical in terms of getting us out of our offensive sets, but what they did was just little little things that do agitate guys you know as you're walking they'll give you a little bump or you know as you you can't you know once you try to set a position on baseline um, they didn't you know just were physical and they what the thing is is they set the tone early and so the refs i guess irrespective of you agree or disagree with what's being called Adelaide set the tone early and whenever you try and when you start reacting and then you start you have to throw that counter Mm. that's when you start getting penalised and then that's when you know so they set the tone early and unfortunately as we saw we were fell in a a hole that we couldn't get back to Um, Friday night and they started like a House on fire again but um, you know we worked our way back but you can't let a quality side like that get confident you know I said it they're young um, arrogant in a good way because they start getting some belief and when you're playing at home you grow a few Inches, and you start believing in yourself. And um, you know some of the guys, obviously
0: a bit sprightly, and they and they were getting about each other. So you can't let a team like that get some confidence at home. Well, if you thought things would cool down after that Sunday game, you might be mistaken. A few comments uh, in the post from Sunday. First one from Mitch Creek, the Adelaide superstar. He said, "Quote: There are four instances in the Friday night game where Perth dived at our knees, and I thought I did my knee at one stage. And then this is from Joey Wright, the Adelaide coach." "Quote: If you're going to hit us, we're going to hit you back." How do you take those quotes? And and do you guys want Adelaide in the playoffs, which is only two weeks uh, two weeks away, which would be one heck of a series?
1: I mean, yeah. Look, Joe's comments. That's he's smart with the media. He's smart with the referees in terms of how he handles. it. He sets a tone. Um, I don't really I don't really pay much attention to other coaches' um, comments. I mean, we've heard it from Dean Vickerman. It's a ploy. It's um, you know, from all accounts. Um, Everyone knows the Wildcats play physical, but we're not going to shy away from it. Um, and when we don't play physical and when we do, we, we get found out. I mean, mm. and that's and that's the case. Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed in terms of um, Mitch's comments. Uh, more so because, I mean, I've spoken of how highly I, I think of him as a player and, and the way he is and the way he holds himself. Um I would then, okay, show me those four instances, you know. Um, If there's an issue, I mean, it's obviously a dangerous tactic to take out someone's knees. But I would question anyone, any player across the league that someone would purposely dive on the ball to uh, take out someone's knees. I mean, um, irrespective of however dirty, you know, there's dirty screens, flopping, whatever is happening in the league, which is a blight, I would argue any player on any team does that purposely and so yeah don't get me wrong I'm sure guys are diving the ball but I've seen him diving on the ball and you know you wouldn't you wouldn't second guess about it because there's never any malicious intent behind it so I think that's extremely disappointing to hear that from, a, from another player but hey he's obviously want to make a point I mean um, I look at it and go okay well I can't remember and I'm sure there was times of hearing diving you know uh, of, of something and I'd love to see that footage but but, I mean, I remember Sunday, uh, Nathan Sobey diving on a ball. Unfortunately, I mean, he pushed Jared Kenny in the back and copped a, a foot or a finger in, in the eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's diving. But did you hear us complaining? I mean, we lost. I mean, we had our tails behind our legs. We could have said, oh, you know, they, you know, uh, there was malicious tent. But... No, I think you've just got to go. um, Hey, that's there, and um, like as I said, my my feelings towards Mitch and how he conducts himself on the court don't change because yeah, he's he's a bloody great player. But um, I think hearing those comments, um, yeah, you you don't want to hear that because, as I said, um, you know, some of those guys are going to be Boomers teammates. You know, you got to argue
0: the fact that they're. And trying to injure himself that's just being playing silly buggers I think yeah I think I speak for all Wildcats and 36s fans and probably all basketball fans in saying that we really hope that we get a, either best <laughs> of three, three semi-final a lot series of people want that. or a best of five grand final series that would be uh, quite remarkable the on-court stuff yep. um, you guys really did showcase your ability to play at that faster pace we knew that Adelaide was going to try and turn into a track meet yep. they certainly did that on Friday night yep. um, and you guys were able to pull away in the second <laughs> half particularly with a strong defensive performance in the third quarter yeah. and for parts of the probably parts of the second half on Sunday yeah. that as well how did you guys sort of translate your game and, and up that tempo
1: yeah and I mean you look at it um, in, in the game against Sunday I think what he, obviously a key difference is the shooting percentages mm. and so I mean we don't want to be playing that style that we did in the first, the first half really against Adelaide or the first, specifically the first quarter and you know 36 points or whatever I think it was in the first quarter could not, not hit it Three yeah. to save yourselves. As um, well. In the start, you don't want that to, to allow that, and um, obviously we were able to dictate our terms in the third quarter. Our defence was some of the best I've seen. Just be, from a um, you know commu- communication standpoint, the rotations—it was just everyone was was there. The next step—they were already in the gun. It was fantastic. Obviously, the same thing. They started really well. But we, I mean, the way we played against uh, on Friday night, we could, you know, we were hitting tough shots as well. So we were were there. But, you know, Sunday there was some clean looks from Bryce. You know, there was a couple of missed layups. And just, you know, when you're on the road and you can't, you know, if you start missing those ones that you generally hit, that's when it gets compounded. And then, you know, you start players will be a little bit withdrawn. It's natural, you know. um, You know, you're down 15, 20 and you're in a hostile environment Mm. um and you're not playing well it's obviously you know w- w- what's going to happen obviously the second half in a way it's a free hit we obviously showed a lot of fight back and, and you got to be you, you got to be proud of their efforts yeah. and, and commended for that but that um, percentage that you clawed back there yeah could it's huge huge important. huge um yeah but yeah i mean as you said i mean sorry on sunday um yeah they just got it going and obviously compound Poor defense, poor shooting. And, um, you know, some of those looks you, you, you'd take any day of the week. I mean, we, you know, there was a thing, a great offensive board, and then thrown back out to Bryce, and he missed a, a, a clean look that he, he generally would hit 9 out of 10, or he would hit 100 out of 105, you know. Yeah. So you live with that. Um, but I think what, as a group, and, and hopefully the newer guys in terms of Clint, Um, who has never had uh, playoff experience really or maybe in Cairns years ago Um, DC, JP that environment that we played in on Sunday and Friday Mm. is what playoff basketball is about yeah you there's some calls that don't go your way the fans are going berserk it's a game of runs um, it's physical yeah yeah exactly and um and i think that's that's i mean this is the evolution of, of of us of this group we obviously had some really good signs both new zealand and adelaide um and you know don't go wrong would have wanted to win sunday um but we've just got to keep building and, and there's some really good signs and going okay now you know, with three games left. We need to. You're obviously not going to replicate that playoff atmosphere against Cairns, um, but we need to sort of go. All right, how can we set the tone early? We can't give teams a, you know a 10-12 point lead and and really that, that
0: defence backbone because we know we can we can definitely handle it offensively. Quick one on Damien Martin. Um, didn't play a whole lot in the second half on Sunday. We know, we learnt yesterday that he's uh, opted out of representing Australia in a couple of weeks' time in that international yep. break just to get his body right for the playoffs. Is he a little bit more banged up than he's letting on? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's just, I mean, I'm, oh, I don't know what his workload
1: will be like in the next few weeks, whether he misses a game, I'm not sure. Um, you know, it, the encounter on Friday I mean he's obviously had those ankle issues and then to to try and back it up on Sunday it's going to be always going to be a tough ask and I think in any uh, player that's been doing it for so long, it comes to that point in the end of the season where, yeah, you, you're going to be struggling. There's no doubt about that. Um, for us, though, I mean, it's a good time for us. One game this week, and then we've got the two, and then a, I guess a FIBA a little qualifying window where we get a little bit of a break. So I'm sure Damo's definitely looking uh, forward to that. Um, I mean, he didn't have a break the very first time because he was on Burma Commitments. So, um, no, it's nice for him. But, no, he's fine. Um, look, I, I'm sure he would... He would definitely agree, or or be the first one up and say, "Yeah, obviously his efforts in terms of just getting deflections and all that sort of stuff." But I thought on Friday he was sensational. Um, Took a couple of the start of that third quarter, he really changed the game for sure. And so, um, yeah. But uh, again, on Sunday, um, I guess he's sort of just trying to lessen the pain in that first quarter and trying to go and by that time you know Jared got it going in the second half super aggressive um, and I thought he played superb you might as well say hey why not throw a guy on ice that yeah is mm-hmm. is bothered by his ankle um, then you know rest him up a little bit I mean
0: it's, it's, it's silly to keep on playing when maybe the games would be out of hand yeah seeing some really strong aggressive play from Jarrod Kenny which Pretty has sure. been terrific to see in the past few weeks uh, Cairns Friday night a bit of a change of tempo a big change of tempo from uh, playing two yeah. games against Adelaide they're sort of more that grinded out team as we know probably more of a lower scoring encounter um, what are you expecting from them on Friday night
1: yeah well uh, it's always dangerous against going a team it's not in the playoffs really because mm. it's a free hit they're playing for contracts they're playing for their livelihood you know they're paying for money and um uh, um, you know what do they have to lose they come in here um, their last or I don't know how many games they've got left but they get to play in one of the best environments that you can in not in a, even in Australia but around the world you know like how much if they can finish their season on a winning note and against the Perth Wildcats I mean that's a feather in their cap so yeah you're always worried about the mindset of those teams and, and you've really got to snuff them up early and, and you know as you always say you, you want to be aggressive and throw a first punch but I think these, this is even more paramount. Because um, you know we've, uh, Cairns love that growing game. They want to lower you in. They want to run long possessions, and you don't want to go in the fourth quarter where they where they're feeling good about themselves, and um, they've got couple of really good individuals obviously by their boomers nods um, Glidden and McCarron and and Loudon's had a bit of a a resurgent year so yeah yeah, they've got a couple of guys that can be extremely dangerous and potent on the perimeter and so um, we'll definitely have a a, a, have a tough battle but you always worry about
0: teams that have a free hit really Mm. Um, plenty of Twitter questions this week thanks so much to everyone for their feedback and we'll certainly try and get to the ones we can't get to this week in future weeks this one from Chris D in view of how memorable Lockie Cummings' first basket was which we spoke about earlier does Greg remember his first NBL points? I do. Uh, it was a
1: three-pointer against the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, so I was basically I was on the left uh, wing, and I hit a three. And why I remember that is because um, I was leading the three-point percentage for <laughs> most probably the entirety of the season. One point. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And then gotcha. I hit, and then I hit a second one. I think a few weeks later. Um, wow. And that was like when it was the websites weren't really developed, so I didn't even have a, a profile picture. It was just a blank silhouette, um, and so <laughs> just yeah, a silhouette for, with a yeah, question mark exactly on it. Right. Yeah, exactly right. So for the, the whole season, I, I remember really even like posting, it. like I'm a three point uh, percentage champion. Um, obviously, didn't win any titles because it was a minimum attempts. But um, yeah. hey, it was it was according to the website, I was number one th- uh, three point shooter, so I'll take
0: it. Was that a challenge or yeah, a challenge? Yeah. yeah. So how would you celebrate? Nah, play it casual. Yeah, You've got back backpedal up the court. Yeah, Nothing pretty, to say here.
1: It's amazing if you go and talk to all like sort of development players or guys. Um, their very first game, a m- majority of them have scored or and have had a sort of a pretty good. Um, like way they've gone about obviously Lockie I remember there was Ben Dixon hit two threes like um, yeah it's never like sort of I mean Mason's brag first game was, it was, it was incredible for a, for a guy yeah. so guys that generally have that sort of first development
0: play game they, um, they generally enjoy it um, it helps when your teammates are really trying to get you the ball <laughs> oh, as well and so to, every single to get you on the <laughs> that's scoreboard nice for sure um, this one from Glenn McDonald might be a little bit preemptive but we can only dream who would the Wildcats rather play against in the grand final assuming you get that far, and why? So you've got, it's officially the answer to you guys and New Zealand, Melbourne, and Adelaide in the playoff mix. How do you think you stack up very quickly against those three teams? Yeah, I'm, I mean, it'd be tough. I mean, we've I think we've split
1: basically everyone. We've got Melbourne one more time. New Zealand, we've, we've done the split. Um, Preferably, I'd like to go against Melbourne or Adelaide if we're at the grand final, or yep. we hopefully will, because uh, we've played New Zealand in, in a majority of them. It'd and be nice for that. the league to see yes. something different from yes. a neutral point Not of view. Not Melbourne, Adelaide, but us, Melbourne, or Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if I were to say, and I just think from a league standpoint, I'd love to Melbourne. Um, obviously, they've done a fantastic job with Hyacinths. Um, yeah. And. I think Casey looks like he's coming back, so it'll be another sort of little bit of storyline there. So mm. um, I'm sure the league would love, but um, yeah, obviously you got to get the job done first of all,
0: but I think that would be sort of kind of cool. Yeah. And this one from Nick Tam, what is Greg's favourite basketball movie? I know you're a bit of a oh, film buff. What yeah. do you got for us? I mean, it's not good for the kids, but he
1: got game with Denzel Washington and, Excellent. and uh, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. You can't Jesus <laughs> Shuttlesworth. Yeah, exactly right. Excellent. That's that's up there, but a white man can't jump. Basically, I mean that has to
0: be the best one, mm. surely. Yeah. But, but those two. Definitely right up there. Did you ever see Eddie with Woody yeah. Goldberg? Is yeah, the new no, York I enjoyed Knicks coach. that? I, I mean, didn't mind that.
1: Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, there's always like Hoosier's is is one. Um, mm. Coach Cardo's is, is yep. always yeah you know, really good at, um, yeah, good one. Um, I mean then you like like Mike, Airbud. <laughs> well, blue chips, shark, Penny. <laughs> blue chips. So there's 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 a fair few.
0: Um, but Just they yeah. they really went through a spell of making a a lot of them. Didn't yeah. They? Sort of early 90s. Oh, I'm just trying to think what else. That was around. No, Shaq made
1: Kazam. <laughs>
0: I Shaq it was a, was a giant genie or whatever he was in Kazam. <laughs> well yep. done. Yep. I mean, yep. Wasn't he as well? Like, was it was like he was a superhero Diesel or something. Yeah, Shaq Diesel. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Trainwreck? That was on the other night with LeBron James he with actually Amy was Sheeran really good was excellent in that yeah, yeah. no there's um, oh, there, there, I mean that's the, not a basketball movie but no, that there, was a no, great he cameo was, he
1: was really good. there's been some good performances by uh, NBA like I actually thought LeBron's really good do you remember Double Team with uh, John Corr Van Dam and Dennis Rodman yes <laughs>
0: Yes. That's a classic. There you yeah, go. The less said about that one, the better, I think. Um, crystal ball time. Yeah, Last week's, one. Last week's predictions, you yeah, had Damo for five threes across the round. He hit two pretty early. Yeah, I was after pumped.
1: So I was trying to look at you actually when
0: he hit his first <laughs> one. So, I'm like, Because I think it was the first, oh, like they're about to start. You were ready up. to cash yeah. it in right there and then. Um, and I said you guys would officially play uh, wrap up a playoff yeah, spot, which all, you were able done. to do with Illawarra going down a couple of times, unfortunately, for Bevo and his crew. Um, this week's one... I'm hoping this hasn't already been done by the time this podcast goes to air in a couple of hours' time. I think you'll see Ben Simmons called up oh, to we'll the All-Star well game. Done. Really sadly, we saw Chris Dabbs yes, Pozzi go down with a tough ACL injury uh, only a few hours ago at the time of recording. So the Eastern Conference pool yep. uh, is now down to its third reserve because yep. they lost Kevin Love and, and John Wall as well. So I'm really hoping... Him or Kemba Walker. Yeah, be. it's, it's been called a snub that Simmons didn't make it initially. I, I didn't agree with <laughs> no that. There's a way. lot of no, good that's, players that's, out there who Australian have proven media. themselves <laughs> yeah. over a lot of years. It was unfortunate. It certainly yeah. wasn't a snub, but it'd be great to see nah, would be awesome. Ben Simmons get the call up. Well,
1: i will go and I'll put the ownership on me and that's uh, that I'll hit a, a three-pointer okay. this Friday obviously permitting that I'll play, yep. which I really hope if I don't play, then why, <laughs> it, it won't even work.
0: But no, I'll put the pressure on myself, so there you go. Okay, it'd be fantastic to see you back out there again. That's all the time we have. Greg, hopefully you're able to hit a three and go get that win against Cairns. Thank you. And uh, to our listeners, stay tuned to Perth Now in the West, and we'll see you next week. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home sporting action from home and abroad.